Recorded live. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to this, wow, April 30th, 2015 edition of the Ener- Everything is Energy show already. We are up to episode 480. We've been doing this for a while, thanks to Stephen Lewis. This is your host, Judy Greeno, here to talk about the AIM program of energetic balancing with its developer, Mr. Stephen Lewis. Stephen is also the co-author of Sanctuary, the Path to Consciousness, which chronicles the decades of private practice and research that preceded the launch of the AIM program. As always, we highly recommend everyone getting that book, and if you already have it, don't hesitate to pull it out again. And just for those that say maybe they don't have time to read a book, well, it's an easy and it's a fun read, but we've kind of allowed for that too, and I just want to mention very quickly, if you go to your facilitator's website, and we have a section there called Sanctuary, the EMC Squared Story. We try to allow for you really busy people, so we even have, along with the prologue to the book and the two epilogues, we have a page there that's called Sanctuary Book Quotes. Where we, tried to, we tried to do the impossible task of going through the book and highlighting key things to help people get a grasp in about a five-minute read of what we're doing here. So there's another resource for you. I just thought I'd mention that this morning. As we begin, we want to remind our listeners that AIM Energetic Balancing is not medicine or what we tend to think of as traditional health care, and it does not diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. EMC Squared's holographic spiritual technology helps you heal energetic imbalances in consciousness where everything is created and where all true healing occurs. Only you can heal you, and AIM assists you in doing so 24-7. Imbalances in consciousness are what EMC Squared believes to be the, pre- the predispositions or potentials, if you will, for eventual negative manifestation unless healed by you. Once healed from your consciousness, imbalances are gone for good and can neither manifest nor be passed on to offspring. Hence the phrase, become the first in the history of your family with no family history. Just as every individual is unique, every AIM participant's healing experience is unique to them. And finally, when discussing energetic imbalances that have names that are the same as or that are similar to names of diseases, remember, we work with and are talking only about energetic imbalances, not actual diseases. The same is true when you hear Stephen discuss this morning what a given new hereditary imbalance is similar to. He's talking about components being similar to certain types of other frequencies, not saying anyone has the disease. And lastly, as we do not perform any physical tests of any kind, we cannot and do not confirm or dispute any medical diagnosis. Good morning, Mr. Lewis. How are you? I'm fine, absolutely fine. So you think this is the year when healing is taken away from the realm of the tree huggers (laughs) and seen as something fundamental in human experience? Well, I think I'd have to say I hope we see that happening on more occasions than we've had in the past. I try to be the optimist and think that that's going to happen on a, on a larger scale. But, I, I mean, it's, it's happening more slowly than I thought it would. That's the party line, always. Yeah. Um, it's because everything, you know, has been under the radar for, hmm, certainly 15 to 20 years, uh, and there have been things that rise above that low level and are seen in the radar momentarily, and then they pass down again. But for me, little by little, I see healing 
changing. When I started all this, it was definitely tree hugger type stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, don't bug me, hug me, and all that stuff. Uh, it is definitely changing. It is being seen as something fundamental and something um, necessary. Uh, so it is changing. But the big change will occur quickly when it happens. It will occur the way things always happen. Suddenly it will be a little more, and, and that will increase geometrically. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you know, you're, what you're talking about is, you know, the old thing, start with a penny and double it every day for a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you ever try that? Uh, yeah, and I forgot what the answer is. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, you Re- refresh my memory, sir. Well, let's put it this way. It's one cents, two, four, eight, sixteen, three, two, sixty-four, one twenty, two fifty-six, five twelve, okay, ten twenty-four, and then you go twenty forty-eight, okay, forty. Once you get to a hundred, which happens quickly, okay, uh-huh. that's two hundred, four, eight, sixteen, twenty-four, forty-eight. And then you're up to ten grand, mm. and, and now you got twenty, forty, eighty, um, a hundred and sixty. Uh, you're over a million dollars pretty quickly. You know, in that in less than a month. Mm. Okay. And that's just starting with a very little amount. Well, that's why I said this stuff works exponentially and uh, so when it starts it really takes off I believe it's this year is going to be the year I just you know feel a strong feeling that that will be the case um, but not everybody shares that not every I mean I talk to people who say no 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 I don't think so but I, th- I think we'll see very mm-hmm. shortly is there any Stephen is there anything specific that's making you feel that this will be that year? Well, actually, no. What has happened with me is it's everything has become a package. Um, the well-being and health of the public, the economic health of our society, uh, it's all kind of a, a mess mixed in together. And uh, I think, you know, it's all, let me quickly get some coffee in me there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all going to come together. <laughs> I would say between September and December. <laughs> so, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But I look at people around me and I just, for fun, ask myself, do I know about their lifespan? And if it's no, I get an answer, no, I don't. And if I get yes, I go, is that yes really true? Yeah, it is. That's really true. Will they be uh, alive in another two years? Well, I'm getting so many no's now. Um, you know, if I just look around me at my neighbors, you 
know, we're not on aim, by the way. Some of them are, but once we're not, um, I don't know. But, you know, look at a guy a couple doors away. Will he be alive in two years? No. Is that absolutely true? Yes. Um, so there it is. Just to clarify, because I know the question is going to come in. No, we don't. We don't check lifespans for people. <laughs> no, no, I don't. But I do it for. I do it for me. Yeah, yeah. No, sure. I will not. There are a number of things that I believe I can do mm-hmm. that I will not do for the public because I'm not allowed to. Right. And so, anyone's allowed to have his own feelings about whatever he wants. But I can't disseminate those feelings with impunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what we're talking about. Sure, I can, I can, I can believe in white rabbits and green mice and whatever I want. <laughs> but um, it's how you present it to others that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And so I don't. If I tell you what, what I find right. in my private little little baby world, <laughs> uh, it's you know it, it's. Significant, because I have had my degree. I've I make a big deal about my failures, but generally speaking, I've had plenty of successes. You know, mm-hmm. I really have. <laughs> no, I know. So uh, it's just that I don't like failing. I make a big deal about it. Uh, I'm one of the world's worst losers. But anyway, <laughs> um, and no, no, I'm like that's a, no. and that's and, and what a great thing. For everybody on AIM, that you're like that. What a great thing. Well, I suppose it is It is good for me. Because, you know, just that's part of what happens when what you do is your passion. Mm-hmm. And, boy, this is such a strange feeling because I have nowhere to look up anything. You know, I mean, how many fields of endeavor are there where you have no frame of reference. You can't look it up. <laughs> Not too many, Stephen. <laughs> right. So there it is. So anyway, um, if I look at myself and hereditary imbalances, I only have one, and it's kind of predictable, uh, and that is 85-16. That's all that's left in me. Um, but I don't think we're up to that on this program, on everything is everything. So what no, are we not, up to on everything? I love saying, saying everything is everything. I know I've gotten I've gotten away from that. I know you like that. I keep calling it everything is energy, but I, I like both titles. Anyway, where where we left off last week, we told this audience uh, we went through frequency eighty five twenty five. You did find one later in the day. Last Thursday was the twenty third, so I show one that was added on the twenty third. Then there were three that went on the main trays on Monday, and then there was another one you found on Tuesday. So one, two, three, four, five, five hereditary frequencies to talk about. Is that what you said? That's correct. Okay. Because you can never really be ahead of me here. No, never. (laughs) (laughs) No no matter how hard I try, it ain't going to happen. No. (laughs) No, because I find them. Yes, we do. Let's do it that way. Uh, 8535 is the first one you have and the first one I have we haven't talked about. And it's always, first of all, it's always wonderful to say, well, that's history, that's gone. Mm-hmm. 
and it is. And uh, 85, let's see, 8535 was on the 23rd. And today's what, the 29th? No, today is the 30th. The 23rd was last Thursday. You found it later in the day, so we just didn't discuss it on the call. Oh, okay, good. Well, then it's, it is gone. Okay? Um, and fundamentally, uh, it was uh, it was Rickettsial. Let's see, are they all Rickettsial today? Rickettsial, Rickettsial. I think so. Yes, they are. All five are Rickettsial. And this bug bite one uh, was similar to twee, first of all, which means, you know, for me, it means fatigue. You're tired. For me, the twee is sleeping sickness. I had a bunch of other stuff, too, but the encephalitis part, the Western Equine Encephalitis, which is W-E-E of T-W-E-E, Mm-hmm. Uh, manifests as fatigue, and that's a classic symptom of encephalitis. It's not anything really weird about me, but it's just not universal. Um, as I've said before, when Roberta has something similar to Twee, she gets a massive headache. I don't get headaches, or not much, you know. I mean, you know, uh, Eileen gets a lot of anxiety. It's tired, too. Not the way I do, but she has a lot of anxiety. I don't get any anxiety. I just get tired. You just sleep. <laughs> yeah, I just said, uh, Dr. Lewis, uh, no, excuse me, Stephen Lewis checking out, and that's it. <laughs> I may say that during the middle of dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I leave always looking to see if I, if she knows I have a twee, I'm detoxing. She's looking carefully, so I don't put my face in the soup <laughs> or something like that. Okay. So it's like similar, similar to Twee, similar to Tularemia. And I had this one, which you'll hear in a second. And the Tularemia was urinary frequency and urgency, without a doubt. The guy has been saying that for years and years. And the last thing that was similar to was my little pet project. Reprimaticus and Propioni. And it's gone. Thank God for that. So that brings us to 8545. 
That's the part of the adrenal gland where you make uh, adrenaline, epinephrine. So uh, when you have that, initially, you your adrenal gland is working overtime, and you're kind of wired. But that doesn't last that long, and when it stops, you have burned out your adrenal, at least temporarily. And you go from being wired to being tired. And uh, being tired, a different sense, a sense of no adrenaline. You have no reason to budge. You're just there. So that's that aspect of it. And the last part of it, uh, it's similar to B&B. It's similar to Sirius, Rebecia Vovis, and uh, that's low back and hip joint. And this one hit pretty hard. I know a few people who have it. Um, and will it be gone tomorrow? It'll be gone tomorrow. So tomorrow being Friday, it'll be gone before the weekend really comes into play. Um, so that's 85.45, which brings us to 85.55 which also didn't go on AIM until Monday. And it is not yet gone. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, once again, of course, it's Rickettsial. The thing it's most similar to is polio. Something's most similar to polio, your sleeping is interrupted usually. Getting a cramping in your calves and your toes. And you're stretching your feet, trying to get them to kind of relax. And if you keep them contracted long enough, they will relax for a few minutes, two, three minutes. Then they start to cramp again. So it, it isn't an imbalance that makes for good sleeping. So that's what it's most similar to. It is also similar to Mycobacterium ulcerans. Galloping consumption is what that is. It's certainly respiratory. And last, but never really least, it is similar to twee. So that is 85.55. Will it be gone today? No, it will not. Will it be gone tomorrow? Yeah. So that, too, will be gone tomorrow if anyone has that hereditarily. Is that absolute truth? Yes. All right, moving right along, we then go to 
exceptionally strong. So, but for everyone else, it will leave sometime tomorrow. Uh, if I'm off, then it will leave Saturday. It's not. It's not a big deal. That's eighty-five sixty-five. Now there's one more left. Wait, 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 wait. Let's tell them it, what all it was similar to. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, first of all, it was similar to MS. I'm trying not to sneeze. Which is a hard thing. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah, uh, it's similar to MS. First of all, um, and what I understand, it was creating a great deal of pain in the entire spine, mm. the thoracic spine, up you know between the lungs, the lower back, the lumbar spine, uh, a lot of a lot of back pain, and it's also similar to Kent which certainly would attack the thoracic spine. That's the spine where your lungs are. And uh, as I said, if you have this hereditarily, you probably still have it. And when will it be gone? Tomorrow? No. Will it be gone Saturday? It'll be gone Saturday. I think tomorrow or Saturday. Uh, that's eighty-five sixty-five. So that brings us now. I think it's okay to the last hereditary imbalance, the last Rickettsial hereditary imbalance, and that is eighty-five sixteen. Eighty-five sixteen um, is. Let's see. Yep, here it is, and it's something I know well. I still have it. I have not yet gotten rid of it. Well, you just found it on Tuesday, right? I found it on Tuesday. Today is Thursday, and it is not gone. Um, will it be gone by tomorrow? Yes. When I wake up tomorrow, no. It'll be gone sometime tomorrow. Okay. So first of all, it's similar to polio. And I have last night I had plenty of cramping in my feet. It wasn't the worst it's ever been. It didn't make me jump up out of bed because of the cramping. It made me uncomfortable lying in bed. And also, and this is why I was awake, really, it's similar to streptomaticus and propioni. Mm-hmm. And that did keep me awake. Uh, kept me awake, I believe, from... I'd say about three till five. And uh, that's an inconvenient time to be awake. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is. Stephen, the um the propioni component there, that that's the one that is the is that the largely the skin? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. That is the skin. Why is propioni Joint of the hip with streptomaticus, I have no idea. Hmm. I just know that hereditarily it is. Okay. I've seen that for a long time. So yeah, I think there's only been like one that didn't that they didn't go together that I can recall. Yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, but it's there, so it just became <laughs> a one-entry streptomaticus propioni, and that's secondarily to do polio, and so there it is. Uh, I feel this. 
it'll be gone tomorrow, but it's sure as hell in my throat, mm-hmm. as you can hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's in my feet and my calves and all that. And also, I feel this in my spine, mm. uh, which is now polio is in the spine. Right. Polio is in the uh, the anterior horn cells of the spine. So I feel it there. Um, will it be well when it's gone? I'll I'll know how the difference is, uh, and hopefully that'll be it. So that's the end of what I know. There's a little dot of what I know, and that little dot is in this huge, huge ocean of what I don't know. So, um, we're finished with what I know. What <laughs> have you to say about what I don't know? <laughs> I was going to say, next Next, we'll proceed to what you don't know. <laughs> well, I, there were a, a couple of things uh, came up with uh, with participants, and, and I just thought um, it would be good to, to discuss a few things here. You know, you you give us a lot of detail on these calls about these frequencies and, and expected signs of of, of uh, maybe what people have been ex- people who have these frequencies, any of them, what they've been experiencing because they've had them, they're hereditary, or what they may feel as they they select the balancing energies now to heal these things. But um, people have a tendency to kind of. I think you hinted at this on Tuesday. It's like we. We want to we want to blame whatever it is we're feeling that's negative on something, whether it's a new hereditary frequency or or whatever it is. But I think it's good to remind people that um, some of these can be, you know, if you've got them, you can feel anything, right? Especially the one when you say twee, that that T is is the um, treponematosis, and that could people could feel anything with that, right? Well, yeah, because treponematosis is. Um, it's 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 known as endemic syphilis, mm-hmm. which is to say, it's endemic means it's syphilis without, um, but not venereal. Right. I would tend to think it's caused primarily by insect bites, and that is its connection to Western equine encephalitis, which is also from insect bites. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now. If you if you just look at the, at the disease syphilis, I mean, where is syphilis not known to attack people? Mm. Right. You know, it's it's broken down into oral syphilis, anal syphilis, genital syphilis, but then they have lymphatic syphilis, syphilis of the eye, syphilis of of the ear, syphilis of the throat, syphilis of and. And you know, musculoskeletal syphilis, and you know, I mean, and tabes dorsalis, where you can't walk mm-hmm. uh, because you've lost sensitivity. So you have to. Well, people who have locomotor ataxia, when they walk, they flop their feet really hard, so they can tell by the sound where their feet are because they've lost the nerve endings in their feet. Right. They can't tell where their feet are without making a lot of noise. Um, it's it's wherever it is. Mm-hmm. So, 
and it varies from person to person. Some things give it away. It's very common. Uh, oral syphilis is incredibly common, exceptionally so. And when you look at people, you can tell if they have that usually, unless because their bottom teeth are all crooked and weird. Sometimes they have gaps in their front teeth, uppers, but the lowers, they're very crowded and weird and kind of twisted, unless they've had extensive, you know, it's been too light wearing braces. Yep. But once the braces are off, the teeth tend to try and go back to that crooked state. Now, that can be dealt with a number of ways, first of all, you know. Sometimes some people have a couple of teeth pulled. Some mm-hmm. have them all pulled and say the hell with it, and they get dentures. Yeah. Um, for me, as far as I'm concerned, dentures is not really a bad idea if you have really... When you have oral syphilis, usually the enamel in your teeth is very weak, and you're always getting cavities or always having dental problems. Mm-hmm. And that will not change. Maybe it'll, I don't know, maybe it'll, uh, you know... I don't see it changing very readily. In that case, maybe it would make sense in my mind to say the hell with it. Have dentures and just don't have to worry about this crap. <laughs> oh, there's so um, many options today. And then you got the implants today, these days. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know a lot about implants. I know the people I know who have implants have usually had a lot of problems with them. Oh, okay. And that's usually my criterion. My my litmus is, can you do this and walk away and it's done and the hell with it? Right. If the answer is anything other than yes, <laughs> uh, then I'm... It's shaky in my mind. Right. Now, when you have... I've, I know a number of people who have dentures. And, uh, all right, here's... One person did is he had two pairs made, which is easy because it's the fittings are the same. He said to the dentist, make me a spare. The, the, the process of making the denture physically is not expensive. It's the fitting and the this and that and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So for an extra couple of hundred bucks, he had another, he had another pair. What does he do when something doesn't fit right or when something's a problem with it? He takes it into his dentist and says, here, fix it. And he puts in the other pair. And that's it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, I know this guy, I'd like to see you try and talk him out of saying it was a great thing. To, he thinks it was the smartest thing he's ever done. Yeah. Now, he had soft enamel. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably right. Yeah. Otherwise, he would have been at the dentist every week for the rest of his damn life. Mm-hmm. Well, is that acceptable? Not in my book. No, I don't think so, because then you end up in your head all this, you know, first of all, for a long time, with silver amalgam, which is mercury. Mm-hmm. And then some people had that replaced with gold. Remember, you're back there having the filling they had put in, having it taken out and a new filling put in. Put in. Or they put in composite, which is neutral, fundamentally, but it doesn't last that long. 
You have to end up having the composite taken out and on and on and on. And so the, the original, the, the party line with Dennis is always keep the teeth God gave you. Right. Well, if you want to talk about what God says about it, um, I remember him saying, if thy right arm offend thee, cut it off. <laughs> Isn't that the same God? <laughs> Leave it to you. Well, am I misquoting anyone? No, you're not. <laughs> so anyway, there it is. You know, I mean, if you're going to go to the dentist every week for the rest of your life, it's you know, dentists don't need too many people like you to have a you know wing on their house. Right. But uh, so you know, I have mixed feelings about it. Mm-hmm. It's it's that simple. Again, if I write on Fendi, cut it off. <laughs> I believe that. Well, and Stephen, another factor I think it's good for people to to keep in mind here. I mean, you we're not Stephen Lewis. It's like Stephen Lewis knows what he's what he's dealing with, when he's dealing with it, when it, you know what minute it's going to the frequencies he's going to be done with balancing the frequency, et cetera. But for for the rest of the rest of us here, we never know for sure what, if any, frequency we may be in the process of healing. So while while sometimes you've talked about how you start feeling as soon as you Put the balancing frequencies on the on the trays. You may start feeling the the effects of healing that frequency. Sometimes it, it doesn't happen. Maybe somebody's not quite ready to start selecting those frequencies. They're not done with something else. They may not feel the effects of the healing of it until in the middle, or even right as it's ready to leave. Hasn't that happened to you before, where you get a real kind of a kick in the seat of the pants when the frequency is just about done, just about gone? Absolutely versus- have. And I don't really know all that much because usually I can't find the next frequency until the one that preceded is gone mm-hmm. or just about gone, which is close enough. Right. Um, and there aren't many parts of your body where you can say, put it in an artificial one that works. I mean, it works. A lot of people do it with their hip joints. Uh, it's very common, but you know I've, I know some orthopedic surgeons who say, well, that artificial hip, you know, it's titanium usually, that'll last for let's call it twenty years. All right, so they don't want to put it in somebody who isn't like who's under sixty. They don't have to because they don't want to have to do it again, uh, and so they try and make people. Hold off, hold off, hold off on it. It's understandable. Mm-hmm. Very understandable. Um, as opposed to, say, you know, dentures, because you just have to take them out and that's it. This, just in my mind, if you're going to have a pair of dentures, or a pair, I guess you call it a pair, and have two pair and don't go through any changes at all. Something has to be fixed. Put in the other pair and say, here, take care of this. Right. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, another another factor, we don't often talk about it, um, not, not like we used to years ago, but another thing that um, I think it's good to remember when we're trying to we're trying to identify what what it is we're feeling or healing at the moment 
uh, the fact that we we're all still acquiring, we're exposed to things every day, so we're still dealing with acquired imbalances on a daily basis, right? Well, we are, but the impact of them is is questionable. Usually, what you acquire has very little impact unless it impacts you where you still have uh, a strong hereditary imbalance. Um, now, that's somewhat theoretical, that statement. Mm-hmm. I would hope to know much, much, much more about that shortly. Know it for myself. Know it for the people I know, because... Um, as long as there's something left, you can't predict how it's impacting you and how it will impact you if you acquire an imbalance. Again, there's nowhere to look it up either. So so are you saying that perhaps if we've had, if certain people um, <laughs> have had some nasty reactions to certain spider bites, um, that maybe at some point in the future, if there are no hereditary imbalances or weaknesses left, um, might not feel the impact as much? Is that what you're saying? Fundamentally, that is true, yes. Hmm, okay. Yeah, because look, uh, most people get better from their spider bites. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know anybody who hasn't had encephalitis. Right. And most people don't walk around with symptoms of encephalitis. Mm-hmm. So they got it. They felt like, y'all, they got better. Now, there are some people who don't get better because they don't have what it takes to overcome it. Right. Well, you know, that's because <laughs> of what they have underneath it hereditarily. So that statement still holds up. Okay. It, it, it may still make sense. Um but yeah, I mean, did I answer the question? I'm not sure. No, no, you you did, and I was just going to ask you too. I mean, just because we don't talk about about it as much anymore, you still do checking for anything of significance that you may find that's that's airborne. I mean, will you check? You probably check yourself, Eileen, et cetera, and other people in different parts of the of the of the world. Is that well, correct? I check a lot of people. I check. Okay. I check to see. Um, <clears throat> I check to see if there's anything I really need to think about. Okay. Now, that's a kind of tricky statement because if someone's weak enough, anything can cause his or her demise. Sure. But, you know, that is not a statement so much about a disease as much as it is a statement about the recipient of that frequency. Right. You know, I mean, get weak enough, a hangnail will do you in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, still just a hangnail. So if there's nothing about an imbalance that I find that's worth thinking about, that's all it's there. It's, I don't care. Let it be there. Mm-hmm. Get it, you get over it and you have some immunity to it. Right. right. I believe in that old-fashioned approach, uh, which is why... I mean, you know, there's there's stuff going on now in the world that is kind of baffling to me because when I was a kid growing up, I don't know anybody who didn't have the measles, didn't have chicken pox. Mm-hmm. I got them and my friends got them because as soon as someone got them, 
Hmm. All the mothers said, go play with that poor sick kid there. You know, and we did, and we came down with it. Mm-hmm. And then we were the poor sick kid. People were sent to play with us. And on, 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 and we got over it, and that's it. Which makes you wonder about why was there a need for a vaccine? Right. I mean, that's how I see it. I think overcoming imbalances fundamentally makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, I grew up in a, in a densely populated, you know, slum, really. And I never knew anyone personally who succumbed, transitioned from chicken pox or measles or whatever. No, uh-uh. I mean, I never heard of it either, you know, when I was a kid. No. Well, then you have to say, then why would people have a vaccine? That's my question. Right. I'm not saying no outlaw a vaccine. I'm saying I don't, I've not been given an adequate explanation mm-hmm. about why we needed it and why we use it. It's that simple. Now, on the other hand, there are um, a lot of childhood vaccines that many parents I know of will not allow their children to get, Mm -hmm. but that's primarily because of the thimerosal in the vaccine. Thimerosal is mercury. And if there's any evidence at all of of mercury in something, I think that people have a right and a reason to say, I don't want that put into my kid. Yeah. It sure is not something that occurs in the body naturally. So um, I understand that if you say that, you're in the medical establishment, they'll all go, oh, well, you just don't know an officer, et cetera. Well, I know a little bit, you know, and I don't, I'm not convinced. This is my personal feeling. Mm-hmm. I would never tell anybody on AIM or otherwise, no, not. don't do it. Right. <clears throat> <clears throat> but I have reservations. Sure. Well, since you mentioned chicken pox, I have one last question for the day, and then we'll wrap up here, Stephen. But um, you always hear on the TV ads for the for the shingles vaccines and stuff. If you've had chicken pox and the shingles virus is already in you, et cetera, um, energetically speaking, um, for for people on AIM, um, do you do, do you see much case of people actually getting shingles? Um. Or are there no, a lot of things that can look like shingles? No, I have not seen it. I've seen stuff that looks like it. Okay. And there are a number of herpes imbalances, that, and some are hereditary. Some are acquired, but I don't think they can differentiate one from another very well. Mm, okay. They're viral. But no, I do not see people on AIM getting shingles. Um, maybe it's happened, but... Usually, I've got a pretty good memory, mm-hmm. um, and it's just not something you see. 
Now, my mom had shingles, but this is before there was the AIM program. Right. So that doesn't mean a hell of a lot to me. Mm-hmm, sure. And I couldn't check her at that time to see if it was indeed, you know, chicken box. Right. So, uh... Okay. Yeah, the, the, the question is not resolved in my mind. And as long as that's the case, for me, as it is for many, many, many parents, I would not allow in me introduction of anything containing any mercury. Right. <clears throat> I've been through too much crap trying to get rid of it. <laughs> yes, indeed. You did, well, you, you, you did chelation years ago, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and every time I did, part of me was a little pissed off. Because <laughs> there I was getting this IV chelation, which was expensive to begin with, and inconvenient. I was to get rid of what people had put in me. Right. And uh, I have absolutely no doubt that the dentist who used the silver amalgam in my teeth, where I felt that they were doing like an, an incredibly wonderful dental miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, they didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. That didn't shut them up. <laughs> Indeed. Think about it. Yeah. So, but you're going to shut me up now, are you? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> It's that time, indeed. Well, we've covered we've covered a lot of ground here today, Stephen. Thank you very much. Yeah, we always do. And uh, yeah, I'll, and I'll let you know about eighty five sixteen when I speak to you on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And as always, I say this in the hope that I can say it's really dull around here. There's been nothing. <laughs> right? Yeah, we we I think we can handle dull for a while. That would be perfectly oh, perfectly I fine. Don't, any more adventures of that type, you know? It's like, uh, okay. By the way, Judy, you and everyone listening, have a great weekend, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Same for, to you, Eileen, and everybody at EMC Square's headquarters here in Las Vegas and all of our listeners. Have a great Thursday, great weekend, and we will see you next week. Take good care now. Bye-bye.